faithful and loyal readers and listeners. Welcome to day 242 of Through the Bible in One Year. So just a brief reminder of what you should have read to be prepared for this discussion. You should have read Job chapters 34 through 36, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 1 through 12, Psalm 44, 1 through 8, and Proverbs 22, 10 through 12. So we're in Acts chapter 27, we're going to be in verses 1 through 20. So this chapter describes an exciting sailing adventure. The narrative describes God's control by fulfilling his plans for both Paul and the gospel. God's purposes cannot be thwarted by people or nature in Buddhism where the stature of Paul grew in the eyes of his fellow seafarers. So you will see his advice was rejected in Acts chapter 27 verse 11 but here in verses 21 through 26 and again in verses 33 through 34 so Paul was shown the favor of God he was God's faithful witness and those who heard and received God's message through Paul experienced deliverance so what we're going to see is that the story we're told, or the story that is given in Acts 27, begins under normal circumstances. Now we're going to pick up in Acts 27, verse 1, which it says, When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. They boarded a ship from Germantium, about to sail for ports along the coast of the province of Asia, and we put out to sea. As Christus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, was with us. So what's happening here, what's going on here, so what we should understand is there were no passenger ships at this time. So Paul and his companions in his group obtained passage on a cargo ship. So we're told, right, that Paul is escorted by a cohort of soldiers. So remember, a Escort demonstrated his importance.
Essentially, by utilizing these soldiers, Festus was taking no chances. And so we're told that the ship would skirt the coast, visiting ports until it reached its destination. And then the group would find another ship headed for Rome.
ships to the head of dock passage on these commercial vessels that were taking goods, protesting to Rome, and taking goods, protesting Rome, back to the east. So they leave Myrus still skirting along the coast, and the ship is sailing west toward Simidus, which is about 150 miles, and 130.3 nautical miles away, but we're told that hostile winds surrounding it, so they should have been clue as to what is going to happen here, but they don't take the hint that the weather is giving them. So because of this wind, the ship ultimately sailed to the southern coast of Crete, where they reached a port called Fair Havens, which still exists today. So if you want to see a map of what is kind of sort of going on, you can visit OpsteadChristian.com and search for <coughs> the Bible in one year, day 242, and you'll find a map there of what this looked like, what this journey looked like. So now picking up in verse 9, we're going to keep going, and it just says this, <coughs> Much time had been lost, and sailing already had become dangerous, because by now it was after the Day of Atonement. So Paul warned them that they considered our voyage is going to be disastrous, and bring great loss of ship and cargo into our own lives also. Continuing instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the and the owner of the ship, since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. This was a harbor in Crete, facing both southwest and northwest. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw their opportunity. Anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not hit into the wind, so we gave way to it and were driven along. This was a small simultaneous So the first thing we're going to have to understand is they mentioned the Day of Atonement which sets the time period for this storm as being between October the 5th and October the 15th. You know, the Day of Atonement falls in early fall, early autumn, right? And so ancient sailors would consider this period from late September to mid-March. It would be from fall to the end of the winter, end of winter, beginning of spring to be unsafe to sail. So we also see that Paul predicted damage and great loss of both ship and life. They continued, right? And we see in verse 10, then I consider our voyage 
lost all sorts of things, but they didn't lose any lives. <coughs> Possibly as a media king, so 
blissful wind, the storm has been described as a kind of force. So let's now pick up in verse 16 and we understand what the storm is, because now we're going to see a greater description of what this powerful storm is doing. So here's what it says in verse 16. And they passed to the lee of a small able to make the lifeboat secure. So the men hoisted it above, and they passed the ropes under the ship itself to hold it together, because they were afraid they would run aground on the sandbars of Cetus. They lowered the sieve and let the ship be driven along. They took such a violent battering from the storm, and the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they gave the ship's captain overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, each storm continued raging, finally gave up all hope of being saved. And so they managed to get in down to the lee side of a little small island called Cardius on the lee side. They decided that they're not so buffeted by the wind, and so while they were on this lee side of this island, they were able just barely to gain control of the lifeboat that was normally towed behind the ship. So this was the first of three operations that they had to that they happened to secure the safety of this ship. The first one, the second operation, was to reinforce the hull by girding the ship with cables. In other words, they had to wrap ropes around the bottom of this ship to keep it from breaking apart, to kind of keep it together nice and snug and tight. So the third operation was to drop vessels, which would likely be
share the same what they are genius they were also told my ship was was at the mercy of this storm for days which caused these people to gradually lose hope so it caused the crew and the centurion and all of these other men to gradually lose hope but fortunately as we're going to see tomorrow right these storm driven travelers still had one source of hope and that was the fact the fact that God's plan was for Paul to arrive safely in Rome and that's what Paul is going to tell these men tomorrow right before they are shipwrecked and right before there is a miraculously there is no loss of life and so in order for you to be prepared for that discussion here is what you need to read you need to read job job chapters 37 through 39 second corinthians chapter 4 verse 13 through chapter 5 verse 10 psalm 44 9 through 26 